Hi, this is Dave from Heroes Needed, just one of the many fine shows you can find on the Nod Network. Visit us on nerdod.com or subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. What do we do every time we go on Oblivion? We sing the Bodger and Badger theme tune. We sing the Bodger and Badger theme tune. And then I scream, Dan, why have you done this to me? I'm going to die as we go down. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd OD Podcast with your host, Reg. And Dan. And Hi, everyone. That's it. <laughs> yeah. No one else. It's the easiest intro we'll ever have. And the only time we'll ever get it right and won't talk over each other. I know. There's mm. always a first time for everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How are you, Reg? I'm all right, sir. I'm good. Mm. It's just everything's sort of getting back to a bit of normality now, so it's a it's a weird one. Hell so. yeah! Well, I mean, it's it's over. It's no more pandemic. It's done. Woohoo! It's finished. It. Finished forever. That is what we like to hear. Mm-hmm. I can tell that because it's like now I'm back at the office, um, mm. which is weird because uh, there's only so many of us actually in the office, so it's it still feels really bizarre. Yeah. Um, at the moment, but that's cool. Oliver's back at nursery now, which was oh. which was a weird one this morning, dropping him off because it's his first day back, and he was genuinely he was like, "Oh, where are we going in the car? This is really exciting." And then when he seen the building, just fucking burst into tears. I was like, "No!" I was like, "Oh God, it's all right. I need to get into the office. It's not like I can just go back home and pretend as though like you're at nursery, but you're here." <laughs> it's like. It's all back to, to normality. It's it's very bizarre. Very, yeah. very bizarre. Well, everyone's everyone's pretending they can get back to normality, aren't they? But you know, I mean, I, I there was no queue at Primark the other day when I was in Birkenhead going for a, a weekly shop. So you know, that's calmed down a bit. You have a weekly shop at Primark? No, <laughs> I went to ASDA. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but yeah, Primark had no queue, whereas the week earlier. The queue was like round the block seventeen times. Yeah, it for Primark as well. It's so um, bizarre. I know. I mean, it's everyone who, who needs to do their uh, their, their YouTube Primark hauls. They're like, ah, oh, finally, I can do another video. Yeah. <laughs> when it, it's over, over the sort of the quarantine and everything, there was. I think the, when they announced the Primark was real, or shops could reopen on a certain date. Um, there was this video that turned up on trending on YouTube and it's, there's an entire channel that just walks around Primark showing you videos of new clothes that are coming out or other are out. I'm pretty sure it's a staff member or it's someone who's got a deal with the staff at a store that let them go in. Um, and yeah, it, that, that's all this entire channel does is Primark videos and to get onto trending, it's not just about views. It's about, people liking stuff and interacting with like you know writing comments and the like and when you look at the comments it is just full of people going oh, i can't wait for primark to open oh i really like that top at twelve fifty four in your video in your 50 minute video where you walk around a primark that's not open wow it's crazy like i get certain shops and stuff like because i know there's like a load of like the, the theme park ones like disney and stuff when they're like, hey, look at all these new things that have and like hitting for the season and stuff. And it's like, you know, the new like, limited edition Mickeys. And mm. like, oh, based on this new ride or this new film, we've got this franchise. But Primark, 
Does mm-hmm. Primark really need a weekly like, hey guys, this is what's new in Primark, another two pound t-shirt. Oh, so. come get it. That just seems really bizarre. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't understand that one. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. But maybe that's where we're missing out. That's where all the views are, Reg. Could be. Not in these ridiculous sing-along videos. <laughs> uh, well, that, to be fair, they are going really well, although I know we are struggling a little bit, aren't we, with the... Uh, the yeah, it's just... Yeah, well, so we've, we've done a couple of these um, sing-along videos over quarantine where people literally have had nothing to do. And then uh, about a week or so ago, I decided, oh, let's launch another one um and the the take-up's been a bit quiet a bit slower just because um there's people are doing things now people have got stuff to do people either completely over quarantine they're just like yeah it's fine or uh, they're back in work or you know there's things going on yeah but anywho anywho positivity red let's be positive indeed you know what i am positive about what I'm very happy about. So, see, this year is the uh, it's the 10th anniversary of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. Which Woo-hoo. mental cannot believe that it has been 10 years yeah. since the I, greatest I would, film of all time ever. I would definitely say it is. I could have, I can safely say without talking to anyone else who's involved in Nerd OD that it is Nerd OD's favourite film. Yeah. 100%. One gazillion percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's two awesome things to come from the, the 10th year anniversary. Mm. Um, so we've got the round the table script reading uh, where they're actually going to be going through the film, the entire cast. Yeah. Uh, they've got them all together redoing it, which is just awesome. Mm. Um, that's that's going to be such a joy to watch. I cannot wait for that. Um, and then the other thing is Edgar Wright has just randomly in an interview with um, Entertainment Weekly come out and said, oh, yeah, by the way, um, I'm actually involved in some ongoing talks to do an anime. Um, so they're going to do like an animated um, revisiting of the, uh, of the thing. So it's not going to be like a, a direct sequel. But right. They're like, hey, yeah, there's going to be some more stuff in the uh, in the universe. Well, um, and they Brian did. O'Malley has yeah. also said like, oh, yeah, they, you know, I've always been thinking about how am I going to revisit the character again in like novel form, in graphic right. novel. Um, so he wants to do one. He's apparently been doing some some sketches um, yes. of Scott with the huge beard during the uh, the coronavirus pandemic, which looks awesome <laughs> as well. Um, so yeah, so fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, they did when when um, the film came out. They did Scott Pilgrim versus the animation, didn't they? Yes, which was, which was awesome. Like, or something like that of of one of the side stories. Um, in, in the Scott Pilgrim comics the and the comics are so much more, I mean, naturally they're so much more in depth than the film. The film makes it look like the all the events of, 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 of the movie have happened over like a week, if that three, four days, you know, mm. and, and it is, and I get one of the complaints that you hear is like, he really suddenly falls for this girl and over the course of three days, you know, that's that's it. He wants to be with her forever. And it's a bit unrealistic that she feels the same when you've just been like, look, I just met you. Um, <laughs> but in the book, in the in the comics, it's months, if not, you know, maybe a year or two that it's all over. I think one of the, yeah. the books, it like skips ahead about six months or something like that. And, you know, they've been together all the time. It's a proper relationship. It's his birthday party. And it, there's, there's a lot they could they could get into and i've always thought animation would be the way to go 
just six yeah. six hour long animations one for each book oh, um, that'd be awesome wouldn't it? and you know come on netflix i mean is the, is the film still on netflix i'm not even sure possibly it's, yeah. it's it's used on, to be. on blu-ray and, and dvd yeah. and yeah. laser and flip book yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but, it but is, yeah, now is the time. Yeah. Definitely. Because the other the other thing, so I was I was going on about this because um, I was reading like the tweets and stuff and started reading an article about it. And at the mm. bottom of the article, just while the, I think it's because it was like, hey, we were revisiting all these worlds. I never knew that the Gremlins is having a an animated series, like a ten part animated series. All right, really. Uh, which is going to HBO Max. Um, <laughs> and this is coming out next year. Um, it's already been confirmed and they've started it and everything. Um, so, yeah, it, that's going to be coming out in 2021. And it's going to be a prequel to the first film. And it's called Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai. Okay. Which so is like how, how one of them ended up in a, in a cage. Yeah. So it's, that's going to be awesome because then Zach Galliford, no, but uh, Zach. Well, what's his name? Gal- Galligan. Yeah. That's it. Not Galifianakis. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> but yeah, no, not uh, not him. Um, but he he was coming out going like this. This is going to be awesome uh, because he thinks that this is actually going to then start the ball rolling in getting into an actual proper live action grand industry. Mm-hmm. I think he said it's like they're just trying to test the waters. Um, and and see and see what's going on. Makes sense. Um, which actual which, live action? Don't CGI the Gremlins. No, you can't CGI the Gremlins. That if, if they CGI the Gremlins, then it's not Gremlins. No, at all. It, the, the actual puppetry, which is going on with those with the Gremlins, was like I would say about yeah. three quarters of the appeal. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say to the actual films yeah. themselves because it's such. It was an amazing, amazing process when they first came out. They were like, look at the animatronics we can do with these. And you're like, wow. It's proper blew away by it all. It was amazing. So I think it came out the year I was born, 1984, which is just insane. Mm. Um, and it's one of those rare film franchises where the sequel, in my opinion, is actually better than the original. Like, I adore Gremlins, but Gremlins 2 was mm. like one of my probably, if not my most watched film growing up. Wow, fair enough. Uh, I absolutely adored it, and like I've got the like the teddy of Daffy, the um, the gremlin that looks just like um, Gizmo. Mm. The one when he's like eating corn on the cob really quick, and he's a dentist, and he's just mental. Um, and the teddy can turn inside out into the green one. Yeah. So he's like the Mogwai, then the the thing. Um, but the thing about Zach was saying, was he says he, he really wants them to to if they do do this live action, which he thinks they, they're going to do, he wants to be involved in it. But he knows that obviously. Due to the, the the time now that, that it's taken, he's fully aware of the three rules. So he's like, it would would make no sense at all if I still had Gizmo, and then all of a sudden, whoops, you know, I broke one of these rules accidentally again, and all carnage breaks out. So he said, there's got to be like either the passing of the torch, so to speak, or yeah, you know, he's he'll have him, and he's like got someone coming over, and then something might happen. Then he's like, no, but either way. I'm so excited to see if this actually kicks off because, like, Gremlins is one of my all-time favorite franchises. I absolutely adore anything Gremlins-related, so I'm very, very excited for this. I bet. So which which version of Gremlins Two did you uh, did you have? 
like, oh, you know, the, on VHS. So well, it there you go. So you had the, the the bad one, the one without Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so when, in the in the cinema, there's a when it was shown in, in and you know what? When I've seen it on TV, it's had this bit. Um, there's a shot where all the gremlins, well, loads of the gremlins are sat in a in a cinema and they're watching a film, and then they start doing. Uh, like uh, hand shadow puppets with the hands, don't they, on the screen? Yeah. And then suddenly <clears throat> Hulk Hogan, who sat in the front row or whatever, gets up and goes, what's going on here? You stop playing, put this film back on now. Rips his shirt open and everything. And it's just, it's it's hilarious. It's great. And then they did a VHS version where some there's some John Wayne movie that they interrupt yeah. and they start doing the <laughs> finger pu- shadow puppets on the, the, like, it's really weird. It yeah, doesn't work anywhere like near as well. And stuff and like, bang, 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 That's bang, it. Bang, bang. Yeah, exactly. Hiding behind a dead cow. Now, <laughs> it's just nowhere near as good. It's just really, really poor. If I bought the VHS and then started watching it and found that I did not have the Hulk Hogan scene in my film, I would be very angry, Reg. I don't know. I I, I like the idea because it's one of the first few things that happened where I was like, oh my God, it's different. I wonder what else is different. So you'd yeah. rewatch it like a thousand times and notice that there wasn't, it was just that bit. That's it. But you'd still continue to rewatch it just to make sure you uh, miss anything. But, yeah. oh, it's, I don't know. it's so good. It's a good but, film. Yeah, honestly. So I, I'm buzzing. Hopefully they do do the, uh, the, the re-live. Re-live? Do the live action number three. Yeah. I'm very excited with that one. Um, there was loads of, of sequel stuff that was going on um, over this. So obviously we've got these these films and stuff they're talking about. Um, Hideo Kojima has randomly tweeted out um, saying that he's uh, he's working on a new concept with listening to like Oasis by Kitaro, which is something that he he'd used previously um, in some of the other tweets that he did when Death Stranding was released. Mm. Um, and then one of the one of the concept art pieces actually had a vehicle which was had the the bridges logo actually on the side of it. Now right. The, the bridges logo is the actual organisation that yeah yeah non bridges carried actually worked for in Death Stranding. So you're like, ooh, so that could be like really something that I know usually people take the tweets with a pinch of salt, but then he's he's actually going through other tweets and he's got like the, the baby back on them and, and stuff like that again. And you're like, is he seriously going to go and do a sequel already for Death Stranding 2? Usually at least like with this now being his property in his production, yeah. thing, he could do whatever he wants. And he said he would always be interested in going back to it, but he would want to start all over again from scratch, like from zero and just do it like a, a fresh new take on it. So it's weird how all of a sudden he's like, oh, you know what? That was really good. It's time for me to go back and revisit it already. But surely, surely he'd want to be like, look, there's more to our production company than just this one game. Hmm. Makes makes no sense to me why he's doing that. But well, two two options. It's coming out on PC soon, right? It is. So maybe it's just a tease for that, or maybe there's a PS5 version that's going to come out uh, and have like little extra mini bits. Yeah, in it, so. e- exactly, exactly. That's that feels more likely. But hmm. I don't know. Yeah, be interesting. Or a film version. I know that he's dying to make uh, to make films. Like he doesn't just want to make games; he wants to actually make a, a movie at some point. Which is uh, why I'm I'm glad in a way that he's now out of the Metal Gear scene. <laughs> yeah. Having a Metal Gear solid movie, which I know they've they've what, 
Bloody hell, this has gone in and out of production more times than the bloody Last of Us one. But mm. I was going to say, so now we've got the, um, is it the Skull Island director? Um, who it was originally? Is it Jordan? Jordan I can never say his middle hyphenated name, but Vogt Roberts. Or right. Boobed, Boobed Roberts. Um, he was the last director um, that I remember being tagged to it. Um, but I was going to say, like, that film franchise is something that doesn't need to happen, but at least with Aunt Hideo Kojima in it, it might actually have a very unconvoluted plot that would be quite easy to follow. Because I imagine that if he got involved, then he used, we've already discussed the, the timeline and, and mm. what the hell actually makes sense or what doesn't make sense in um, in Metal Gear Solid. So having him try and compare, like, put all of those, move, those games and the timeline stuff and condense it down into just like a two hour film would be like horrendous. So at least someone having like a fresh new take on it could hopefully be quite good. Mm, true. But you know, they, they said that the resident evil movies were a fresh new take. Uh, they haven't existed yet. <laughs> I think one's coming out soon, isn't it? Aren't the, aren't the blind man doing one? I just mean the original movies. I, I don't recall any Resident Evil movies. Oh, though. okay. All right. I'm sorry. I remember, I remember some some movie thing happening with Mila Jokovic or whatever her name is. Jokovic, uh-huh. I like it. Like she, she was involved in doing something with a zombie dog. And okay. I think that, that's about the, the closest we got to having a Resident Evil movie. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, but they were fucking shite. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, I was trying to get around it, but they... <laughs> That, that was just the worst, worst. And how it brought in so much money, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand how people kept going and going in the end. What, five was it in the end? There was, there's no way that anyone past the first one was going because they were Resident Evil, uh, uh, as in the game. You know, I think I think if people enjoyed the first one and carried on going. In fact, I, th- I think it was when they went to 3D. I think that's what really sort of, kicked it off and started i think that one did pretty well because it was right at the beginning of when 3d was a a thing was it revelation or something i can't which one three or four was was in 3d um i think up until that point they were fairly cheap to make and um and fairly popular so they always made the money back so hence they just continued going but i have no doubt that it wasn't resident evil fans that were swarming to see it no you know maybe the first one pretty sure there would have been a lot that went to see the first one but past that no no chance that's the um so just quickly while on the subject of the um of the gaming movies so to speak so my favorite one which obviously is no sort of uh, hidden sort of secret is the silent hill uh, movie they did that mm-hmm. beautifully so well crafted and created yeah the, the cinematography behind it, like the the camera angles they used when he was going down, when he was going down the alleyway, everything looked that, right. absolutely yeah. perfect, and that was phenomenal. Now the guys that were making those, Christoph Gans, was mm. doing it. Yeah, um, he had a um, he had an interview um, a while back, uh, like this year, and he was saying that yeah, he's confirmed that they're going to be he's going to be returning to Silent Hill. Which, nice. is, which is amazing because he had nothing to do with the sequel, which was mm. awful. Yeah. So if he's coming back for that and he did the first one so well, I'm well stoked about this. Like that is going to be awesome. 
Like, I'm genuinely excited about that. But he was saying he's got two horror movie projects in the um, in the pipeline. Um, so one of them was the uh, the Silent Hill one, which is awesome, and the second one, which completely blew my mind, and I think he's going to do amazing with, is the Project Zero franchise. Oh, wow, said, okay. I'm working on the uh, adaptation of a video game uh, you may know called Fatal Frame, which mm. over here is, is Project Zero. Um, and I love the fact as well that he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to you know, do anything weird with it. It's going to take place in Japan. I don't want to uproot it from its actually creepy Japanese haunted house setting. It's it's going to be a you know a, a lovingly crafted adaptation. Okay. Um, well, they did that with The Grudge, and it was just an Americanized version set in Japan. It was just weird. Yeah. So, but it wasn't him. No, that was, no. Okay. Yeah, that, that okay, was okay. After the work he did with Silent Hill, and yeah, how he's respectful of, of the yeah. source material, isn't he? So I'm I'm genuinely stoked because the Apart from Silent Hill, which is one of my all-time favourite games, mm. uh, which is brilliant, a, a truly hidden gem, which is one that me and Dave spoke about loads on um, SideQuest Activated, um, is the, the Project Zero franchise. Yeah. I, how these never got the popularity that they actually deserve just is, is insane. They are some of the greatest, creepiest, horrific actual titles that have uh, came out on on video game media um that the whole fact that the first one is actually based on a true story um is is creepy as fuck mm. um so if you're not fully aware of it basically you you go some some young lady whose uh, brother's gone missing and last seen in this house so she's going around this this house um which is haunted like i've never seen anything before um it's got like a gazillion fucking ghosts in it. it's it's phenomenal um but there's good ghosts and bad ghosts which is great okay. and the only the only way that you can sort of get rid of them is by using this camera called the camera obscura um that takes photos and captures the spirits of the actual spirit um but you could be like literally walking up some stairs and it's all like proper resident evil camera angles static camera angles like you know from the corners and stuff like that um so as you're going up some stairs all of a sudden the ball will just start bouncing down the stairs and then a ghost kid will just come running down the stairs out of nowhere to chase the ball and go through you and just carry on going it's got nothing to do like you know to to do apart from it's a bit of a jump scare to it but just the amount of detail and the amount of aesthetics and stuff that they put in this game. And, you know, it went up to number three on the PlayStation and Xbox sort of uh, consoles. And then mm. stupidly, Nintendo bought the, uh, got given like the, the rights to it to be like, yeah, we bought them. You know, everything's going to come to the um, uh, over to Nintendo and we're going to have it on the Wii. Um, so I was like, that, that's interesting. So I, I, the only way you could buy it was buying an imported copy because they decided they weren't going to release it over here, which makes no sense when yeah. over in Europe was its biggest like foothold for, for it. This is like where Project um, where the survival horror franchises like basically make their bread. Everyone over here is absolutely obsessed with them in Europe and America. And they were like, nah, it's fine. They don't really need it. Um, so I bought this imported copy of it for like 90 quid. Um, and they've got a huge fan community um, which actually created English subtitles mm. um, for for the game and basically stick it on a memory card, stick it in your Wii, 
um, on the SD card, and there you go, you can you can play it that way through. Um, and the whole idea was it was you know use the the Wiimote as the camera, and you're dragging around and stuff. Um, it looked stunning. It's, it's even to this day now they still it still looks absolutely beautiful, but it's just you know it it's it's unwieldy to play with the with the Wiimote. Mm. And then the only other thing they did was a stupid little fucking camera obscura mini game on the 3ds. Yeah, um, I see. I saw this recently. Spirit camera, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've I've just bought a a two DS XL. Um, like, yeah, I, I'm I'm quite late to the party, but I was like, well, I, I just something to fill my time. What do I want? Do I want to get a Switch? Do I want to spend three hundred pound on a Switch, or do I want to spend a hundred pound on a two DS XL? Um, and there's so many games that I've not played uh, that I'm like, do you know what? I, rather than spending fifty quid on Zelda, I can spend twelve ninety nine and get you know, uh, Ocarina of Time and I can get a link between worlds and all sorts of stuff. So I've been just going mad on eBay buying 3DS games. Um, and I saw that and I was like, Spirit Camera, no way. Is that is that a ripoff of, of Project Zero? And then I had a Google of it. And no, it turns out, yeah, it's a, it's a Fatal Frame game. Um, but it's not very good. Three out of ten is a review I see here. It's yeah. It's not really a, a game. You it uses augmented reality. You go around your house and capture spirits in your right, house. Right, right, right. It was yeah. just. It was like, how can we make money off this? And I think this was their way to be like, I wonder if it's still got like a you know a, a good grasp of um of like our territories. Yeah, we'll release this and see if people will buy it. Well, the idea but, is sounds, is sound like to to go right. Okay, I've got this three D screen. I've got a three D camera. Um. You know, you can actually walk around the, the house with it. It's just what Pokemon Go's done, but it was just a, a way before its time, I guess. Too early. Yeah, it was just, it was just awful. <laughs> I was, I'm not, not a fan of it, which is mm. a shame because I, if, if you, if you've got the means, like you know, a PS2 or a PS3 or an, even an Xbox. Um, and you haven't played the, the Project Zero slash Fatal Frame series, you genuinely need to treat yourself because they are so good. So mm. very, very good. Like, I've lost track of the amount of times I've, I've played these. Um, and it's, again, it's one of these franchises that, again, get better um, with, with each iteration. And they just get so creepy. And the, the, the enemies are just so well thought of. And I can still hear the certain parts of like their speech and stuff as I'm just walking through you know, like my house in a day or just like walking through and I'm just like all of a sudden like harken back to something that happened that they they're saying or they do like when Ash brushes her hair in the mirror. It's just like there's there's one there's one ghost that's waiting in the first one that's waiting for her her fella to come and see her. Um and she's just brushing her hair in the mirror continuously. And it's just like it's a really creepy she's like, I can't wait for him to come back. It'd be lovely to see him. Must make sure my hair is. Lo- and she's just like mumbling to herself loads as she's talking. And every time I just see Ash just stood there with like, she's got the weird look on her face to make sure you know that all hair is in place and stuff, mm. like the concentration face. And I just straight away just go, oh shit, <laughs> like that is that. And she's talking to me, and I'm just like looking in the window instead, or like at the telly, just like avoiding her gaze because I'm just like, stop doing that look in the mirror while you're brushing your hair because you. You just remind me of this dead woman. <laughs> um, but then she comes and attacks you. So it's, you know, it's creepy as fuck, but it, it's 
brilliant. It's it's so good. It's so very, very good. So yes, I know I've chatted about that a lot, but we do you do need to play them if you haven't. <laughs> is what I was getting at with that. Mm. Okay. One day. One day when they do a uh, a remaster re re release collection. Yeah, it's what they need to do because they, they brought out two again on the Wii. Um, mm. they, they redid it, and the I hate the fact Nintendo owned the rights to it because if they could just bring it out onto these these generations now, uh, even if they they did it on you know the PS5 or the Xbox mm. Series X or whatnot, just just anything, just be like, hey, here's a HD re- remaster. That's that's all we need. I mean, I wasn't a fan of the original Xbox port of Project Zero. The only reason being is because it came out later, it had the ability to make it look crisper and nicer, and they took away quite a lot of the the whole like dinginess and grittiness from it. Because like, hey, look, we've cleaned it all up and it looks beautiful. I'm like, no, it's meant to look a bit like you. Yeah. And then they were like. Oh shit! Yeah, we've realised that that's not what we should be doing. So they never did it with the sequels. I bet that's half the appeal of the original Silent Hill. Yes, one hundred percent. And it was just, you know, it's it's insane thing as well that got banned over here. Yeah, it's just absolutely insane because I was looking at, um, like I said, I was going through all my retro titles and stuff, and you know, getting rid of some, keeping some of the the classics that, that I want and stuff, and having the um, the original Metal Gear Solid game that came with the Silent Hill One demo, which was the uncut um, original variation of it, where yeah, it was okay. like the, uh, the babies inside out, the bone sharpened for knives that yes. came out here instead of the weird, creepy, bowl-like things with knives. So, yeah, it's just, it's so good, like, how you think back and think, fuck, we'll never get away with that sort of shit now. <laughs> like, at all. It's just, it's so insane. So insane. Um, but while we are talking about things that we've seen a while back and then not heard anything from recently, okay. I know it's such a bad, bad segue. Right. Um, Steve, has he gone missing again? I hope so. Um. No, so this is something like I genuinely have no interest in apart from the theme park part of it. Um, but a while back, it must have been, I'd say easily 20, 2018, I think it must have been, we've seen um, a, 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 an amazing trailer for a new Harry Potter RPG um, that's coming right. out by Warner Brothers. Did you remember the one where it was all in the snow and stuff? And it looked like, holy shit, this is going to be insane. It looks so good. Um, and then nothing came from it. And everyone was like, well, what happened with that? Well, as Warner Brothers were doing loads of leaks and stuff recently, um, Warner Brothers were like, oh, yeah, the, that Harry Potter RPG you've seen like a couple of years back, it's actually still massively in development. Um, obviously, with the whole COVID-19 situation, everything's been sort of postponed a bit. Um, and I suppose it, that's good in a way due to how fucking weird all of a sudden J.K. Rowling went on Twitter, but we won't go into that. No. Um, <laughs> So I was going to say they've they've announced that it's still it's still happening. It's going to be taking place in 2021. It is confirmed that that's going to be coming out. Um, so it's actually in development by Avalanche Studios, um, which is insane. I recognise uh, that name. What have they done? So I was going to say they the, they're apparently well known for doing the uh, the Disney Infinity um, stuff, right, but they've okay. they've done other titles as well. Uh, Mad Max just cause. They've done loads. Rage. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there's there's loads. Generation Zero, which is coming out soon, which looks pretty awesome as well. Um, 
Yeah, so there's there's quite a lot of titles that they've done that are coming out. Um, but they they're gonna be they've been making this um this Harry Potter game. Um and it's gonna be one of those that's they're gonna lovingly recreate Hog Hogsworth Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, so the, obvious you're not a the, fan, Reg. The castly, the castly thing that it's based on. Um <laughs> so they're they're doing that but it looked amazing and even like i was like ah I, you know I, i'm not a fan of harry potter and stuff but that genuinely looked quite quite interesting um so they were they were basically uh come uh, coming through and saying it's going to be coming out on the xbox one x series so xbox one series x it's not confusing the slightest and the and the ps5 um that's what they're going to be released on uh which, which is awesome so you know, you're going to have all the power of them actually coming through with this, which should be quite cool. Cool. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, there's, there's another little bit. Let's see. I don't always talk about the three things that I love. No, <laughs> it's I true. I talk about it's things true. I'm not a massive fan of. At no, at no point have I ever accused you of that. Well, I've, I've had people tell me that basically my only contributions towards these sort of things is me going, have you played Shenmue yet? Yeah, I love me some survival horrors. And then well, there the you go. mainly drinking. So I thought I'll cover <laughs> something else that's not Disney, even though it's sort of slightly, you know, using one of the studios. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Disney, mm-hmm. um, now you obviously you went to Disney World uh, a few years back for your honeymoon, didn't you? Yeah. Um, how amazing is Splash Mountain? Oh, I know. <laughs> well, right before you before you go into this, so Splash Mountain is uh, probably the best log flume in the world. It's so good. Yes. I mean, yes. at Universal Studios and the Adventure, there's a uh, there's Dudley Do Right's Rips or Falls, which was oh, their attempt at it, which is great. It's amazing. Very close but, second. Yeah, exactly. Splash Mountain has this massive, very 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 steep drop. Um, and it's you know amazing theming, just like all the other Disney mountains. Um, but it's themed to a film that you've probably never seen and are likely to never seen, and it's called Song of the South. Now, a lot of people know the character Brer Rabbit um, mm-hmm. because he's the main character out of it. Um, but basically, he originates in this film, The Song of the South, which Disney. Disney put a lot of their films into the vaults and all that is, is they just like re-releasing them on DVD every few years. They're like, it's out the vault. Look, you can buy Aladdin again. No, no, you can't buy Aladdin. And then it comes out again. Uh, Well, this one went in the vault and it's never coming back out because it's, um, it's, it's, it was questionable then. And it's more questionable now. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) it's about, it's set in the deep South uh, many, many years ago. And we don't really need to go into that much more information of why, but um, the the whole the whole idea of the film is it flicks back and forth between live action um, and um, this animated world where you've got this fox and and uh, his bear friend who tried to eat rabbits and they capture bear rabbit and it's this whole fable about how he gets away and whatever and that's what the rise based on. Now, mm-hmm. when I went when I was little, when I was say eleven or twelve to Florida. Um, and went on this ride. You know, I had no idea what it was about. I'd never seen this Disney film, didn't really care. It was a really fun, um, fun, fun log flume. And look, oh, there's a story about a rabbit. You get to see most of the story. Um, but over the years, there's been a bit of a campaign to say, look, this, 
this film it's it's not really something that disney want to be shouting about anymore so maybe you should retheme it um and there've been petitions to retheme it to princess and the frog um just cuz it's, it's i suppose similar sort of idea it's sort of set in the in the south but a lot more modern a lot more realistic i guess and based on re- more recent values um <laughs> now this this um this campaign has been going for an awful long time and the the um the petitions got loads and loads and loads of of uh, signatures on it um and disney finally came out the other day and said uh yeah okay we're going to do it apparently nothing to do with the petition they said we've been working on this for ages so don't don't think it's your you know you're responsible for it but um but it is happening and people are very happy other people are like oh no it's the end of an era i'm quite happy with it it's not like the ride's going to change you know, it's something else to look forward to when we eventually go back to Florida. Um, it's a it's a new way of doing it, but it's just another way that Disney are gonna sweep this one under the rug. <laughs> yeah, it's I have just... it on VHS. <laughs> really, we bought, it, we bought it on VHS after going on the ride purely because it was like, oh, what is this film? This because this was our favorite ride, like me and my family's ride at Disney. So we yeah, we bought it in you know in like the nineties. <laughs> Yeah. when it was allowed to be out on vhs I, i'm sure it's worth a fortune now i imagine it would be mate, yeah. to be honest with you yeah. um it's just it, it's one of those it's the songs though like zippity doodah and stuff when, that's it. when you go around that's it, like, it these that, songs awesome. are, are great zippity doodah zippity day my oh my what a wonderful day yeah. it's a song that everyone seems to know but no one knows where it came from well yeah. turns out it was from this really <laughs> racist film yeah, but it's just like hearing that as you're about to go down the uh, down the big huge drop was insane. Like, I it's loved great. it. Yeah. Loved that ride so much. And yeah, I you know, Prince of the Frog. All right. Yeah, special, but, but hopefully the ride, the ride will will be great. But that's just uh, it. You know, you're 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 saying, well, look, you weren't that big a fan of the film. Are you a big fan of the Song of the South? You probably never even had the chance to see it. Mate, it's up there, my, my top favorite film <laughs> of, of all time ever. <laughs> no, <laughs> granddad used to show it you all the time. <laughs> he did. It was great. Um, I was going to say, but I won't say that. Um, yeah, but no, it's you know, it's yeah, it makes sense. But it's one yeah. of those when when it you go on something about and the then film. all of a sudden things change. Um, the, the, that doesn't phase me as much as everyone going, we've done it, guys. What's next? And then you see oh, Twitter yeah. now, and they're yeah. like, "We need to change this ride now. You need to do this one. This is ridiculous." Mm-hmm. And just like there's so many like, things now that they're asking to change around Disney because they think they won this petition. They're gonna they, they've moved on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And the I was just reading through some of the the, 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 the Twitter feed when I had heard the announcement, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like really?" It went. It just ah, oh, it was it was just utterly ridiculous. Some of the stuff they they wanted to get rid of, and I'm just like, you you've, you've got to stop. I'm glad that Disney came out and went. Well, this is nothing to do with you guys. We've been planning this for ages. Yeah. Calm down. Um, but I just I, I never think it'll stop. I think people genuinely believe that they they won this, so now they're they're going to be keep going through. Mm. Yeah, just, I I think it's a good idea. Not not just you know for for reasons i just mean it fits i i do really feel like that film yeah. i can totally picture it 
Yeah, with all the, like, the voodoo stuff and going around. Some yeah, of the, the, the swamps swamp yeah, and, like, you know, when they're actually, you know, the streets of New Orleans, things like that. I, I that I can picture, like, having gone on the ride many, 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 many times, yeah. I can see exactly how that'll fit in. Um, so it's a it's a great idea, if you ask me. Yeah, it's it's one. It's just going to take a little bit to to get your yeah, drowned again. Like I said, when you you change stuff up, it's like even though it's not much of a difference, like the way that they put the guns in Jewel in the haunted house in Alton Towers, like that dropped my enjoyment massively. Yeah, from it, and it, it, it's it did, weird because it, it, they've, they've not changed anything else apart from putting dots around things for you to shoot. But I'm like, this isn't what it used to be. No, I have a feeling that's going to be. It was never scary, you know. It's a it's a ghost train, and that's that's a really boring low tech ride for a theme park like On Towers. So I get why they added the guns in. Uh, it was just a really easy way to go. Oh, hey, yeah. look, I've got a new ride, and that's what um, this Princess and Frog thing is going to be like. Because obviously they put so much money in recently yeah. through you know doing Pandora um, totally. and Toy Story World and now Galaxy's Edge. Now, like, we want to bring new stuff in, but we genuinely can't afford to do another new land just as of yet, especially with this especially COVID situation. We've no bought a ticket um, for the last four months. Oh, the, the, the process of how they've managed to get around this is, okay. is just stupid. Mm. Um, but on the other hand, though, Universal have completely smashed it out of the park. And with, I'm just really worried yeah. with how they're going to remain open. Um, they... Yeah, it seems that a lot of theme parks have reopened with restrictions, but they're dead. No one's no one's yeah. willing to go, but that and means there's like 10-minute queues. This is the thing. So obviously I've been watching a load of the theme park vids because I'm slightly addicted. Um, of people walking around Universal, and you see about four people as they're walking around. Um, the Harry Potter one's a bit busier because, you know, you've got about 20 people. Nice. But compare that to... Well, the thousands when you usually go there. Yeah. Um, like some woman was like, I, I usually queue up for like four and a half hours to get on uh, the Hagrid uh, motorbike ride. Right, yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, and I've been on it about eight times in the past hour. And I'm like, wow. It's just, yeah. you know, it, it it's amazing that you've got that ability to do it. Like people complain that you've got to wear masks in the heat and stuff. And you're like, just behave yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not like you have to go to Universal. You don't. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't go. It, it's as easy as that. You know, people work in masks all the day round. Like, you know, people yeah. work in those costumes in that heat. They, <laughs> yes, you know, of course. There's, there's, <laughs> there's so, so much stuff that people don't think about. And it's just, it's a privilege to be able to go. So, mm-hmm. you know, class yourself lucky and walking around it, you know, people are still enjoying themselves when they're there. If you need to, you know, take some more extra water with you so you're a bit cooler, do that. You can take a break to, to you know, just move your mask off a little bit if you get a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Like there's, there's certain things you can do to make it easier for yourself. If I had the ability there, to, if I had the ability to go now, there's so many rides I, I haven't been on now since it's been a couple of years that we've been. Mm. <laughs> jump on a plane right now and go yeah it's you know i'd love to be able to get there and be like right let's do rip ride rocket all tunes and secret tracks just like <laughs> i'm staying on and just like do 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 like ah it's so good yeah. so very good mm. but yeah well universal's just opened well they're about to open they're just sort of showing some of the um, behind the scenes videos of a yes a, a born like born a, supremacy yeah the born supremacy the born you know uh, identity that those that series of films like a stunt show which has replaced um the it's the terminator, terminator. 3d hasn't it yeah. and 
Which and when I shame. heard about this, awesome. yeah, the Terminator 3D thing was great. It, it combines live action actors and 3D on a screen. Um, and it worked really well, but I suppose it was a bit out of date. But it was it yeah. was the most expensive um, film per minute ever made at that uh, at that time. Um, it's because it's like a 15 to 20 minute Terminator film, um, and there's yeah. like an absolute fortune on it. But anyway, this new one's opening, um, and it just it just uh, yeah, it felt like a bit of a step down. I was like, do people? I know the Bourne films have been fairly successful, but do people care that much about them? But it's one of those things that actually it doesn't matter what it's based on. No, because it's the actual spectacular. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and I've had a look. They've released like a 20 minute behind the scenes of it, and they showed some of the scenes. It does look so clever. Like yeah. the the sets. <laughs> if you have, if you ever been to a musical, um, a song will finish, the lights will go down, and there'll be a bit of an instrumental while the all the the uh, the staff wheel on the next bit of set. You know, they push out this massive thing, yeah. dump it there, run off stage, and the scene starts. This is like that, except everything has got um, that trackless ride technology and so there's a bunch of rides that have opened over the last few years where they the cars don't go on tracks it's just it uses a really fine-tuned gps to know exactly where every car is and they just zoom around this sort of open track it's amazing um and that's what they're doing with this so a scene's about to start and these um the, the scenery just drives on parks up where it needs to be and the beauty of it is they can move as one of the actors is on it so there's a scene in the video where you see the guy um climbing up this tower gets to the top and another guy pulls out a rocket launcher and fires this rocket launcher at him um and as this is all happening the the tower that he's on is spinning so it, you, you get in you, you you sort of you you're almost in the film because the camera would be panning around at this point but it's very 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 clever and all behind this is a massive humongous screen yeah um, really high resolution screen as well so it looks like it's part of the set it's very clever i I'm, I'm i'm genuinely intrigued to go and see the actual thing but it's all projection mapped and things like explosions are just done by projection and things like that really clever stuff yeah i i, I can't wait to actually get i'm 100 going to watch it when i next go mm. i can't can't not I mean, I know we know any as good as Indiana Jones one, which, let's be honest, is awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 I suppose. <laughs> but I am, I'm genuinely stoked about how good this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. and my, my one hope is it does keep to the one theme of every single Jason Bourne film having Moby in the, um, <laughs> as the soundtrack. Oh, I'd have to, definitely. 100% so. I guarantee that that is the opening and closing music <laughs> and probably what you're going to hear while you're in the queue. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Just while we're on the subject of theme parks, um, we'll head over to Japan. Uh, a Super Nintendo World oh. has been delayed. Indefinitely. So, yeah, and, and that whenever you hear that indefinitely, that always sounds like that's, that's it. It's cancelled. Like when a game has been postponed indefinitely it usually means oh that game is not coming out now yeah uh, but no they just they're not saying when it's going to open it's just we don't know it, how long it's no, indefinite it's there isn't it it's, it's well it's, it's mostly built completed. there's like, some have you, have amazing you seen aerial shots? yeah absolutely it just looks so good. incredible i've never seen anything like it um 
and it's it's going to be opening in, in it's supposed to be opening in Japan in in a, in a month or so, um, and then next year or the year after it would be opening at California, um, Universal Studios, and then the year or two later, eventually when Epic Universe or whatever it's called, uh, the new theme park in Florida gets open, it's going to be one of the main lands there, um, with more stuff. Like, have you seen the the actual um, the plans for it? Because you've got the you've got the whole Mario section. Which has got yeah. the Mario Kart ride and then a Yoshi ride, um, but then you go through this tunnel and you end up in the, in Donkey Kong's Donkey land. Donkey Kong area, yeah. yeah and there's the a whole and the wooden roller coaster. Ah, again, looks amazing. Um, yeah. Same with Harry Potter, though, isn't it? You know, everywhere's got the Harry Potter ride. Every Universal Studios, but then Florida's like, no, no, no. We've got, we've got this one. We've got this one. We've got this. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. So amazing. Um, but yeah, it, it, it makes sense. There's loads of theme parks that are delaying, like stuff is built and they're like, it's ready, but we don't want to just go, all right, finally it's open, especially in what in this climate now. We don't want, um, you know, we want the big, grand, huge opening. We want the four and a half hour queues. Yeah. So um, it doesn't it's surprise me that they're going to delay it. So, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. It'll open next year. It's like Alton Towers, uh, the, their new ride is ready. The new, um, the David Williams um, Gangster Granny, is it, ride? Yeah, because that's um, t- taken over CBB's land, isn't it? No, no, no. Um, Cloud Cuckoo Land. Oh, Cloud Cuckoo Land. Oh, yeah. so CBB's world is still, still, still going, oh, is it? That is one of the main reasons that 50% of people go to Alton Towers now. It's They take their kids and they spend hours and hours in CBB's that's, land. Look forward to it, Reg. That's the sad part of my, like, I'm going to go to Alton Towers. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it's going to be brilliant taking all of it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to get to do the other yeah. rides. I'm going to be in CBB's world. <laughs> Unless I well, just go without them when I need to go. Because you've got annual passes. I'd I'm, like, right, I'm tempted I'm to go on opening day. And I do have vouchers that let you in for £15. Really? So I'll, I'll let you have a have a chat. I think a, a nice nod outing would be would be wonderful. I think what needs to happen there. is I just need to get furloughed and then I'll be like, oh, no, I can't work. I might as yeah. well go up the towers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that that would be good. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but the last thing while we're on Japanese theme parks, so a, a bunch have reopened, um, but there's a, a, a quite an interesting rule if you go to any of these theme parks. Now, the people over there have no problem wearing masks. They wear yeah. masks just generally if they if they don't want to put makeup on if they have got a bit of a cough anything like that they will wear a mask and no one questions it unlike you know over this side of the world um so obviously you go to a theme park you wear a mask but also you're not allowed to scream on the rides uh so if you go on a roller coaster uh no screaming how can you promise that (laughs) because you'd be like yeah honestly i'll be fine then all of a sudden it's like oh shit this is gonna be like oblivion yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's just it everyone's been questioning it um there's a there's a theme park just um just to the west of, of tokyo uh on the banks of, of mount fuji called fujiku highland which we were going to go to this time and we went to japan but we couldn't because it was closed um mm. but it's got some amazing roller coasters like world record breaking roller coasters um and the um the managing director of Fujiku Highland and uh, the manager manager of the local bus company um, really have released a video showing 
that you can go on these rides and not scream. And basically, it's a four-minute ride of them going around this roller coaster with masks on, just you know, <laughs> just their heads sort of bobbing left and right and up and down, but no screaming, no screaming at all. Weird. So it is possible if you work at the theme park and you've been on the ride seven thousand yes. times. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's such a weird, weird yeah. rule. Yeah, I can't get back on that. Yeah. While we are talking, are you, sorry, are we still in Japan theme parks? Well, no. The only thing I would say, Reg, what do we do every time we go on Oblivion? Are we sing the Bodger and Badger theme tune? We sing the Bodger and Badger theme tune. And then I scream, damn, why have you done this to me? I'm going yeah. to die as we go down. Can you imagine being told you're not allowed to do that? <laughs> I won't go on it. <laughs> I couldn't go on it. <laughs> Which is weird. I don't know if it's just because it's so old that I just genuinely feel really unsafe on the Oblivion. Because when we did Shikara, or she, Shikara, she, yeah. Shikara in Bushkong, like that's that's like nearly one and a half times, if not double the height of Oblivion, yeah. and you do it twice. And yeah. I loved that ride. It was so comfortable. It was like just going mm-hmm. down a hill on, a, on, on your couch. It was just, <laughs> it was brilliant. Loved it. Fair enough, yep. Um, but I just can't do Oblivion. It freaks me out every time. I could go on it, as you're aware, but I just hate it. And I hate yeah. myself for going on it every single time. And it just really freaks me out. <laughs> I just, just genuinely don't like it. But, yeah, being told that I couldn't scream on that, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, all right. I just won't go on it. <laughs> like, I'm good, good with that. that. That's my one requirement for Oblivion. Just allow me to scream curse words. Don't put me next to a child. <laughs> and, like, um, whenever we go on it, if I'm, I've got someone sitting next to me, I always have to apologise to be like, I'm really sorry about this. You're going to hear me doing some nervous singing and then some nervous screaming and probably mild panic as I get to the top before wild panic <laughs> as we're going down. So apologies. <laughs> it's just, ah, oh, it's it's horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. But um, I guess quickly want to, while we're, we're talking about Universal and stuff as well, especially, okay. mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really confused as to why Universal haven't said, have you seen this amazing new Jurassic Park roller coaster we're building? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They've not mentioned it once. It's just been like a shadow build. It's it's weird it's how crazy, it's yeah. how it's open and they've moved the, the Raptor encounter to literally opposite it and not even reference, yeah, there's gonna be a roller coaster here. We're not gonna tell you the name of it or anything yet. Like we are we haven't even formally announced it's happening. Yet it's being built and it's getting along quite well mm. like, have, have you seen the latest photos and stuff of it it yeah, looks absolutely. awesome like, it looks really nice I mean people are saying it's going to be causing like the the Velociraptor the Velociraptor coaster yeah it's, Velocir- a, it's like a, it's a launch coaster isn't it? Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah the Velociraptor larger um, or coaster you know yes and it looks awesome like the track and everything is going to be be phenomenal mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm genuinely excited for it and that, that's, again, another reason why I can't wait to get back to you. But the fact that they've just been like, yeah, you know, we've got other things going on. So, you know, let, let's talk about how we're doing all these other new things instead of this, or about this new ride that's being built. It's just, it, it amazes me how they, they're not building up any hype towards this. Because obviously it's not yeah. going to be ready yet. It's still being built. Yeah, but now is the time to be like, Hey guys, next year when this all happens, like, this is going to be insane. Like, how long were the advertising the Hagrid ride before that was finished being built? But the, I don't think they really want to get into building people's hopes up about rides that can't open for a while. I think that's that's 
I don't know. That's my thought. They um, they know that yeah, even if it's, it's finished, they're not going to want to re- you know open it this year. Yeah, but I mean, these you know they're like, hey, look at the epic universe. Here's some stuff that's going to be happening now. Wow, this is going to be insane. Yeah, well, that's fine because that takes about six years to build. Yeah, and it's the same like when they announced they were going to do the Hagrid ride, and they're like, yeah, so this is going to be coming out in like a year or two. The same with the secret um, project, which was the Wicker Man, like. All that sort of stuff they, they built up for like a year or two before it came out. These haven't mm. even said like, hey, here's a track that's three quarters built. The ride will be coming out as soon as everything goes back to a bit of normality next year. Boom. It's just it's it I don't I don't get it. Mm. Genuinely don't get it. But I'm I'm excited. Like it genuinely looks awesome. I'm very, very stoked about this, but I'm just very intrigued to know why they want to keep it so quiet. Yeah, it is strange. Yeah, very strange. Who knows? But I, I do, I do get the feeling it's just a bit of let's stay quiet for a little bit. Yeah, don't know. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, th- you know, I know, like, like we said, they've got so much stuff coming out, like the bond, the bond stuff. So I suppose you know they want to try and like plaster stuff all over that instead. Um, but when it's getting so close to to being done. And they put a trademark down for stuff as well. They're just like, come on. Mm. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. But I don't think I'm going to go for a good couple of years anyway. So hopefully it'll be done by the time I'm... Well, the, 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 you made the your choice. You had a child. Yeah, when you say made. <laughs> I didn't really make a choice, no. <laughs> I did, Oliver, if you ever listen to these when we go... I was going to say, one back. day, you never I, know. I've always wanted you. At some point, uh, <laughs> no, uh, we were in. Um, we were. What were we doing? We were. Oh, we were travelling back from um, seeing her mum and Chris doing the social distance and stuff. Um, and he was falling asleep in the car, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just drive around for a bit, listen to the podcast that I listen to, and that usually gets him to fall asleep and stuff. And then I was like, I wonder what would happen if I put on one of our podcasts. I'm just like very intrigued to know if he hears my voice on the radio and doesn't see me talking, like. What will be his interpretation to that? Mm. And it turns out he's like, ah, dad's talking, I'll be quiet. And he just likes listening and then he'll fall asleep. And I'm Brilliant. like, ah. So at night now, instead of playing lullabies, I now just play our podcast starting <laughs> off at the geek one, uh, the g.e.e.k. Yeah. And just going all the way through. So by the time, you know, he's like next year hits, he would have gone through all of them and I can restart again. And we can just keep going through because I don't think he really pays much attention apart from the fact that he can hear voices. So he's like, that, that's a familiar voice. I'm safe. So it's it's weird, but awesome. And there you go. And then he'll, he'll know Uncle Dan and he'll know, uh, is Sean Uncle Sean? I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> Steve. He'll be like, your voice, that's it. Our friend Steve. <laughs> yes, precisely. Yeah. So you'll Perfect. Be there as well. Um, just whilst I know we, we're getting close to that time now, um, mm-hmm. but I finally finished Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, brilliant. Win! Um, I was working the other night, um, and then it got to that point where I realised that I've worked so long, yet I've got to get up again to work again soon, that there was there any point in getting some sleep. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to have a go with Three Houses. I've not played it for ages. We're getting the quests and stuff. I've just not bothered, like, literally playing on um on anything okay um and i was like yeah i'm gonna play three houses and i was like all right i'm on chapter 19 i think there's only some like 22 chapters so that's not far i can do this 
So I smashed it out that morning. Wow. And like literally loved it. And I was like, ah, oh, it's so nice to, to ban that the ending was probably one of the worst things ever. Oh, got it. But the gameplay itself the the game itself was was phenomenal. It wasn't the fact that it was just like it it wasn't bad because it tied everything up. But it was just like the quickest thing in the world ever. So like without ruining anything, um the there's a part of my the, the the beautiful thing is even in each house there's like two or three endings you can get depending yeah. on the choices you make throughout the game and it it varies wildly um so for example sake there's um there's a house where there's a girl called edelgard um and she wants to basically overthrow the empire she wants to become the the queen of the the, the empire um so if you're you're literally playing her in that house as her tutor, she goes to be and she becomes like the the queen of the empire. She starts this army to like overthrow like our church and all this sort of stuff. And you've got the choice: do you either a try and convince her to sort of like stay in the church, b do you let her do it and then go and try and take it down, or c do you join her? and literally follow her and like, take her commands and then literally take down the church and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, so the game just changes massively and it's brilliant. The story arcs are phenomenal in it and each house has similar sort of stuff. Um, but the, the one I was doing was you had the choice of to like, you know, do you want to go focus solely on taking her down or is the guy who, wants to do something about that sort of stuff going a bit too far in my house and you like try and like, take him on like it there's just so much choice and i sat there for ages pondering all the decisions and i was like no this is the playthrough i'm going to do and then right at the end i got like the very good ending um for my house which was like he manages to stop evil queen uh he becomes a king and you're an archbishop now at the end <laughs> and and when you think that i'm like right he shortened that I haven't. It's okay. not even a proper cutscene. Like they've got amazing animation, like manga animation, going throughout the game, and the, they are beautiful. I could, would happily sit there and watch a full anime of that uh, manga of that because it's done so well. The voice acting, the actual um, animation style, the combat, everything looks like amazing in it. So and I was like, this ending's going to be like class, and it's just like you know the old Japanese um, like. Uh, oil paintings so to speak because okay. like you know the big dragons and that sort of right. stuff that they do it's like that sort of pattern coming through which shows you like my guy be, like, being the king of the world so to speak um okay. and then me being like oh yeah the, the woman who's running the church because she's old now she's retired you're you're now running it and then the credits come Brilliant. And I, was like, I love it when you spend 140 hours on a game and the ending is just perfect. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I've done so much stuff here. There's like, it does tie up everything before that point, but I'm just like, that's not the ending I wanted. No. Like, the what happened to the last boss to make the last boss like the last boss doesn't explain it. it it's, it's just so weird. So I, I'm. I can't even tell you because it would ruin a huge part of it, but it's just like, what, what, what? How did that happen? Like, there's no explanation to it, but I can't not recommend that game high enough. It's okay. so good. It's <laughs> such a good game. And like I said, if I wasn't going to give it back to Mike, I, the first thing I want to do was go, like, select new house, 
and play through again, just with a different house. Because um, I love the characters in it and everything. Wow. It's it's brilliant. So you get a no. whole new game based on on uh, on just which house you you yeah. pick. So it's it, like each like so the the start point will always be like, hey, okay, so you're new to like a teacher in this in this church for some reason you don't know why. Um, like your your dad's part of this group thing, so you go in this church to like hide, and they're like, hey, uh, we know you, we know you can do your stuff. Do you want to teach here? And you're like, yeah, sure. Pick a house. So then you you look through the sort of characters after you had a chance to speak to them for a little bit, and then you choose which house you want to pick. Um, and then I believe it's all very similar up until you have like um, a practice battle. And this practice battle is called the Battle of the Three Houses, and you literally have a three way fight on this massive field. And right. then the story and everything then changes from that moment. So it's 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 mad. But like I said, depending on what choices you make and how in depth you chat to certain characters or there are other characters, people's stories change inside each house as well. So it's 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 amazing. It's such a good title. Um so I've done the, the really obvious thing of I've played a massive game now. I need to stop playing big games and just have a break and have a little game to play. Okay. Um, so I bought Divinity 2, um, the, like the, the big edition, um, which it, it, admittedly, you know, is another like 400 odd hour game sync you can, you can play. <laughs> um, and I was like, I just, I really want to play a game like this. But my laptop isn't my laptop anymore because my one broke, so I'm only working the, uh, using the work one. And right. I can't imagine them allowing me to start buying games on the, uh, on the work laptop and playing them because then they're like, are you actually doing any work? I'm like, um, yes. Yeah, in between, between podcasters. Yeah, I like, you know, I, I play games on podcasts when, in work time. And out of work, I'll occasionally, you know, recruit someone. Um, so I was like, I'll just get on Switch. Now, handheld mode, the game looks awesome. Like it looks really nice. Put it on the big screen. It's a bit blurry and muddy, but it still plays amazing and looks mm. looks like the the environments and stuff look beautiful on the big screen. Just the character textures just don't look that great. Um, but the, the the it's so good. I'm only about eight hours into it um, at the minute, and this is something again where every single conversation you have will change everything about everything. So you've got to really think, oh, how am I going to do this? Uh, it's another RPG, isometric RPG, as you run around and do stuff, turn-based. Um, but one of the, the perks I chose at the beginning, because I just wanted to just have a little dick around and see what's going on, was uh, something called Pet, uh, pet Perk, uh, which is you can talk to animals right. around it all. And I was like, ah. And the very first animal you like, you come across, apart from like the, the hound dogs that are going through doing weird weird story stuff um you can listen to them talk and you're like that's weird and you can communicate with them in a sheep like i had an like a discussion with a sheep about that sheep being a sheep it was it was just weird um uh, but so funny and then uh, the ship you're on crash lands and you go into this this island um and i could hear a voice and i'm like what the fuck am i talking to like i'm having a conversation i couldn't quite see what it was i was having a conversation with and then i, I looked i turned the camera and it's a squirrel um, riding a skeletal cat um, and he's called like Lord Ceros or something and he's in search of the great acorn and I'm like what because the main story is so dark and twisted that you've got all these amazingly humorous mini side stories and stuff going through I'm like what the actual fuck <laughs> it just makes no sense 
but it's it's amazingly fun and some of the, the stories in it that you come across are, are brilliant like they are really entertaining and fun um and the combat to it has so many different levels to to think about like every single shot that i make with the with my um my crossbow and stuff i genuinely have to think where am i stood in the environment am i near anything wet am i near anything that can have fire set to it okay. you know is it sticky in the mud like everything you do affects everything it's it's great so if you're stood next to a barrel and i shoot my my arrow i put like flame arrow or whatnot on it even if it's not an explosive barrel if it's just a wooden one the wooden one will set fire because obviously you've got that which then start burning up the environment around that guy and then set burn damage to it um inside that barrel if you're not a chance look it might have poison in it so like you explode poison that goes all over the battlefield so everything you think of you've got to seriously have a have a think about how you're going to act in each fight and it's brilliant so good so good so it means every single time you play it, it will always be completely different each time around wow. so it's okay. it, it's really fun but i see I have nothing about this game uh, it, it's old now it's quite an old title but on the switch it's new um, right. it's one of them like it's, you've got the first one on my ps4 there <laughs> okay brilliant because um, the first one was, was great but i only played about 20 odd hours into it and then for some reason stopped um i do know the reason because games just kept coming out and out and out and out and i was like i need to play them all Um, so i just stopped doing it but now obviously i'm like i need to complete the games i have first before i can bet a new one (laughs) um so i'm I'm now doing this uh but it's 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 brilliant so no doubt you're gonna have lots of more stories of me going okay by the way i'm now doing this as well so win-win fair enough well, I will just be sat playing on my 3DS for the next few months until I get through all my games. I know, right? I saw I've lent you my PS4 with like a gazillion titles. <laughs> well, and stuff, and you're just like, well, I've got a 2DS. No, to be fair, play, so. to be fair, I've, I'm I'm playing um, uh, thingy Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So nice. Yeah, and I, I saw the, the PlayStation Plus stuff come out, and I, I saw like a little advert, and it was like, oh yeah, the Tomb Raider, and it's like, oh okay. So I just got Reg's PlayStation off him, and then suddenly they put Tomb Raider on PS Plus, and then I realised, oh no, it's the second one. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the first yes. one in Rise of Tomb Raider. Yeah, it's just like, oh okay, fair enough. I mean, it's an amazing game. I love, yeah, I love great. it. Yeah, um, it seems to most games get bigger and bigger and more epic the further you get through. But the third one seems seems toned down. Like you, I don't know. You, you, the first one you have the island, don't you? And then the second one you have the mountain. Whereas this one just seems to be a very linear. You're going through the jungle to yeah. to temples. It doesn't seem to have the same sort. I mean, it's great. I still love it, but doesn't have that same feel. It seems very odd. It was almost like right, come on, let's get this trilogy finished. Mm. But yeah, go I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I think. An hour and 15 minutes, I think, is plenty. Don't you, Reg? I do, sir. Good. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So, so on that note, mm-hmm. I've been Reg. I have been Dan. We will see you on Friday for episode three of oh. Nerdo D&D. Oh, no. Yeah, because we're, uh, we're recording episode four tomorrow night, which we is going to are... be combat night. I hope Finally so. getting into fights. I hope oh, so. I'm excited. It will be. We are, we are making our way there. Good, good, good. Literally into the fight as we speak. Okay. So I'm excited for this because finally now we're going to be able to start it off properly. Yeah, that's it. I think three hours of conversations is probably more than enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm <laughs> not actually doing anything with the Kraken. 
Yeah. Weird. Cool. Right. Thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for joining me, Reg. It's been a pleasure. And thanks everybody for listening. Hope thank you me. enjoyed. Okie dokie. Bye, everyone. Toodles. Toodles.